It's just beyond anything that we could express in human languages of how our hearts feel today as we gather here on this most solemn, sacred morning. This morning represents the time that when our religion was made real because it was a rising up again of thy precious child who came to redeem the whole human race. And we're here this morning in celebration of that great, supreme, triumph, Lord, that made us more than conquerors of both death, hell, and the grave. And we thank Thee that after all these years have passed, we still gather early of a morning on this Easter morning to worship Him because we believe that He shall come again. And we would pray that You would forgive all of our sins and our trespasses that is recorded against us as we humbly confess our wrong and accept His atonement for our sins. Heal the sickness that's in the midst of us, Lord, and help us as we read Thy Holy Word, which is the foundation of all of the truths that You have left for us to live by and to believe. And we pray not only for this group that's gathered here, but all around the world. For we are looking with eager eyes and longing hearts for His return. We stand today in darkness, in a chaos that when most any time that some fanatic might just blow up about something and turn a little button and the whole world could be blown into bits. As it has been told us by great authorities that the wars will only be a few hours long if it ever happens again. Oh, as we're standing today on the very brim of another war. Then the church is standing on the brim of that most glorious resurrection. For we shall be caught up together with the sleeping saints to meet the Lord in the air and forever be with Him. We have come to worship Thee, Lord, and receive us today. Bless the reading of Thy Word, the singing of the song, the preaching of the Gospel. Receive the prayers of the penitent. Hear a prayer for the sick and get glory unto Thyself. For we humbly ask it in the name of Jesus, thy Son. Amen. To you who would like to take what we're to read this morning for our scriptures, and we're sorry that this 
to know that we do not have the seating room for this fine group of people who's come early this morning to worship with us from different churches and from different states and even different nations has gathered this morning here at the tabernacle for this most glorious worship of the Lord. I wish for you to turn to the book of Psalms, Psalms 22. I know this is rather an unusual place to read for an Easter service, but God is unusual. And now after this service, we will adjourn in about one hour so that you may go for your breakfast and then Sunday school service will start at 9.30. And then immediately after the Sunday school service, there will be baptismal service here at the, the pool. And then this afternoon at 6 o'clock, prayer cards will be given out for healing service for tonight. And if you have any loved ones that's sick and needy, remember to bring them out tonight. And for this will be the last time we can have this for a, a while. Anyhow, I'm leaving in the morning at 5 o'clock for Los Angeles and through the West Coast for a series of services. Uh, now, in Psalms 22, we shall read. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me from the words of my roaring? My God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy. O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel, our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted, and thou did deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered. They trusted in thee, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of man despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip and they shake the head saying, He trusted on the Lord that He would deliver him. Let him deliver him seeing He delighteth in him. But Thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near. For there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Basham have beset me around. They gasp upon me with their mouth as a raving and roaring lion. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. 
My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potter's. My tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me unto the dust of the earth. For dogs have compassed me. The assemblies of the wicked have closed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones that they look and stare upon me. They parted my garments among them, cast lots upon my vesture. Be thou not far from me, O Lord. My strength, hasten thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sore, and my darling from the power of the dogs. Save me from the lion's mouth. For thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorn. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation I will praise thee. Yea, ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye seeds of Jacob, glorify him. And fear him, all ye seeds of Israel. For he is not despised nor parted the affliction. Neither has he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard, My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord. And all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before Him. For the kingdom is of the Lord. And He is the governor among the nations. All they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people, and shall, that shall be born that he has done this. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his word. I want to take for this occasion this morning five words. And around those five words try to express what's on my heart to you worshipers this morning. I want these five words. Living, dying, buried, rising, coming. And I think the poet well expressed it in the song of what I want to say when he wrote this song. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. 
Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. Someday he's coming. Oh, glorious day. There never was a life ever lived like his. Because he was the God manifested in the flesh when he was born. He was the expression of what God the Father is. And God the Father being love, then Jesus was the full expression of love. He was loved from the very first time that his little baby hand stroked the pretty cheeks of his mother. He was loved. And I think today that that's where many is failing to recognize that he was loved. God is loved. And they that love are born of God. God so loved the world that is the unlovable that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but would have everlasting life. He expressed His love when He was here on earth in so many different ways till it is undisputable that He was the most loving creature that ever lived. Now think in His life here He was expressing God and the only way that God can be expressed to the people is through love. And well did He do this when he caught one of the most vilest women that there was of his days, perhaps. They found her just guilty and no way out when she was found in adultery and they drug her up before him and said, What do you say do for her? And when he turned to her, and said, I don't condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Instead of being throwing her out to the streets to be drug out like a bunch of wolves over her to stone her and take her life, his tender, kind, loving heart stooped way down into the sin that she was in. Said, I don't condemn thee. Just go and don't sin no more. And when he was on his way down to the grave of Lazarus, I think there's another great time that he expressed what God is to the human being. Not only is He a God that can forgive the lowest sin that can be committed and take the guilty and make them guiltless by His pardoning love, but after death has laid us in silence, 
He's still concerned about us. I think he well expressed that on the road down with Martha and Mary. When he come to the house where death had shut out the life of a lovely person. And on his road down to the grave, yet being God, know that he would raise him from the dead. Know that it had been told him that in his very words lay the power to raise him from the grave. Yet when he seen Martha and Mary and those who loved Lazarus crying, the Bible said he wept. What was it? His great loving heart. When he seen that man and his, his friends were in trouble, he was troubled with them. I'm so glad to know that he can be found amongst the brokenhearted. Praise God. In our sorrows, he's not one that would leave us. He stands by us when all has failed and the last hopes of earthly reaching has come to its end. He's still God and loves us. He was an expressing of God. Know how I believe that He longs for His people to be so anointed with His Spirit that we could go to each other in trials and in troubles and give the expression of His sympathy as it pours from our hearts that's been born of His Spirit to reflect in the church the love of the living God. That well expressed what He said or the poet said, Living, he loved me. He showed what he did to the whole human race, the way God represented himself in Jesus Christ. Amen. He expressed his opinion to the human race to forgive and to love those who were unlovable. And I wonder on this Easter morning how short we fall of that. We can love those who love us, but He loved those who did not love Him. He was the greatest representation of love that ever hit the earth and was despised of those who lived on the earth to whom He loved. No man could ever love like him and no man was ever hated like him. They hated him and despised him and rejected him. But it did not stop his love. Last when he was hanging on the cross after that life that he had lived had been done nothing but good things. Forgiving the guilty, healing the sick, and just things that were good when he was 
He cried with a heart full of love. Father, forgive them. Amen. For they know not what they do. He could understand. Being God, He understands. That's why He can love us when we're unlovable, because He's God and He understands. Amen. Libby, He loved me. Never a life lived like it because it was wrapped in love. Dying, He saved me. A death. When in the Garden of Eden, God, Jehovah, required the penalty of sin is death. And there could be no alterations. It could not be any other way taken care of because God is supreme and He is infinite and the judge of all heavens and earth. The penalty of sin is death. And there was no one who could pay this penalty for another. For every man, though he might die for another man, but he was guilty to begin with. There was none of us that could help the other. Because we were all guilty. We are born in sin, shaped in iniquity, come to the world speaking lies. And there was not a ray of hope nowhere. We were condemned to death by God. And every creature that ever moved on the earth was under this condemnation. There could be righteous men rise and do great things, but he was a sinner to begin with. There was only one way for it to be paid. That was the death of God Himself. So God being a spirit could not die. But He came down in a body of flesh and expressed Himself in a life of love to take all that goodness that He was and give it willingly as a supreme sacrifice that He might take the guilt of the guilty. All of us being sinners and not a way in the world for us to ever be saved. He came not only to be seen on earth, but He came to die as a sacrifice. Abel expressed it when he offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. When he brought the little lamb with a piece of grapevine wrapped around his neck to a rock. There laid the little fellow up on the rock, pulled its little chin back and with a, a rock pounded its little throat. And it bleeding and dying and the blood squirting out. This little white locks become bathed with blood. Abel expressed Calvary there when the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world 
place of guilty sinners and was mashed and bruised and, and scoffed and made fun of and died a death that no creature could die except God Himself and His bloody locks hanging from His shoulders dripping to the ground express what a horrible thing that sin is. When He had to die to redeem man from a life of sin, nothing could die like that. Nothing could stand that death. It's said that when they pierced His side, that there came forth blood and water. It's been some time ago I was speaking to someone about this and it was a scientist that said there is only one way that that could have happened. And it was not because of the Roman spear that he died. And neither was it the loss of blood that he died because there was still blood in his body. What he died of was not because of the Roman spear or the nails that was drove in his hand or the thorny crown they placed on his head. But because he died of grief, because he came to his own and his own received him not, he died of a broken heart when he knew the very creatures of time that he had died to redeem had spit in his face and he was rejected of man. David, 800 years before it happened, cried the very voice that he cried in Calvary, My God, why hast thou forsaken me? What a terrible thing that sin does. It separates man from God. He was a sin offering that had to be offered for our sins. And he was separated from the presence of God. Sin had separated him. God placed our sins upon him. And he was separated from God. And that's why he cried, Why hast thou forsaken me? And because he was forsaken and had taken this place and seen his people that he would come to be their Savior and to offer that life, they had rejected him and he grieved him so till he was so brokenhearted until the blood and water, the chemicals of his body, separated. Amen. Man will never know what that was. That's the reason there could be no one else could ever die like that. I don't care how much that you could be tormented, how that they might put your feet in stocks or saw you by inches or burn you by inches. You could not die that death. Because your makeup's not like that. He had to be God. He had to be more than man in the faith that God died. <laughs> he died of a broken heart with such grief for the world until a chemical reaction taken place in his body that could not take place in you. You cannot suffer like that. There's no way for you to have that kind of a grief. So there's only one could do it. And he did it. There hanging. That precious life that knows nothing but love doing good. How 
stripped naked. Embarrassed. Think how you'd be stripped naked. You would no embarrassment to what God would. Hanging there. I know the crucifix has a little thing like they had something around him, but they never did that. That's just put on the cross or the artist put it there. They stripped his clothes from him. He had on a robe and they tore off of him and gambled for it. He was embarrassed to the utmost. Yet he and God had to stand and sit or spit on his face. Yet being the, the very depths of modesty had to die before the public strip naked. Such a effect it took upon him till it separated the water and the blood. No wonder I think the poet well expressed it when he said, Mid rendering rocks and darkening skies, my Savior bowed his head and died. But the opening veil revealed the way to heaven's joys and endless day. Sure, he had to do it. The veil hung between man and God. And that opening veil revealed the way to heaven's joys and endless day. Calvary means something. means more than we can express. Sure, living He loved me. Dying He saved me. Buried He carried my sins far away. It's been condemned now. Sin has no more hope. When he screamed at the cross, it's finished. Sin died. That's dead. It's done with. It's powerless. It's lifeless. Think of it, people. That sin, the enemy to human beings, is dead and lifeless. It has no more effect. It can't. One of the suns shut off its vision. The stars would not shine. The earth turned black. It's all being redeemed. Now it's dead. It's buried. It's lifeless. It has no more life in it than it must be buried. What was buried? The body of God was buried. For it was a sin offering. Amen. It was a burnt lamb. It was buried by the fires of iniquity. That sinless lamb that know no sin. That God who know no wrong. His life had been given and there hung the sin offering. Buried. He carried my sins far away. He must be buried. The body, the sin offering must be buried. That's why many, after a while, will walk one by one to this pool Amen. to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Something has took place. That spirit that came out of that body when he screamed, it's finished, has condemned sin in our bodies. And we must bury it. To be remembered no more. I'm so glad that it is when anything's buried, it's hid. It's out of sight. And buried, he carried my sins far away. God can see our sins no more. 
for they are buried. They're buried where? In the sea of forgetfulness. Think of a sea of forgetfulness. God cannot remember them no more because they are both dead and buried. Amen. They cannot be remembered no more. They're out of God's memory. He was also in this burying he represented in the Old Testament. They had two, they had a sin offering at the cleansing of the sanctuary. And that sin offering was that they'd taken two goats and one goat was killed and the other goat had the sins that was placed upon the dead goat put upon the live goat. Remember, Jesus was a sheep. Amen. He was a lamb. But in this case, he became a goat. He was righteousness because he was God, the sheep, but he became a goat sin that he might be the sin offering for me and you. From a sheep to a goat. And Jesus was representing both the animals, both goats. For one, he died. He died for the atonement. The second, the sins from the atonement was put on the scapegoat. And the scapegoat took the sins of the people and went far into the wilderness to bear the sins of the people. What was it? It was the death and the burial of our Lord Jesus. Dying, living, He loved me. Dying, He saved me. Buried, He carried my sins far away. He took the sins of the people upon Himself and carried them plumb down into the lowest of Hades. He was a sin offering. He had the sins of the people. He died for them and also the sins was placed upon Him and He took our sins far away. So far that God can never see Him no more. Amen. Think of it. Oh, the church could scream hallelujah for such a Savior. Amen. Not only is our sins forgiven, but they are buried in the sea of forgiveness to be remembered no more. Buried, he carried our sins far away. No more can they be remembered. For they are gone. They're out of the eyes of God. They're paralyzed. They're divorced. They're put away. God don't remember them no more. What the church ought to rejoice this morning to know that our sins will no more be remembered. They are put in the sea of forgiveness. Into the grave of beyond any resurrection, they are dead forever and forgotten about. They are if they had never happened. Amen. Dying, he saved me, but buried, he carried my sins far away. He carried them so far till they went into the sea of forgiveness. Oh, we know that those things are most surely believed among us. And they're most surely the truth. They're God's truth. All those great things were beyond human expressions. We could never express our gratitude for such things. 
But oh, that Easter, rising he justified. Free forever. Living he loved me. Dying he saved me. Buried he carried my sins far away. That was all right. But rising he justified. What was that raising up? It was God's receipt that the bill's been paid. Rising he justified freely forever. Oh, what a Savior. Rising. What had God done? A man can suffer. A man can die. A man can be buried. But Easter was the greatest of them all for it was God's endorsement. My laws has been met. My requirements has been met. That's Him. Rose Him up from the dead. Rising He justified. Freely forever. Blessed be His holy name. No wonder it brings emotions. No wonder the human heart cannot contain it. Oh, with our conquering faith, we can stand under and say we're justified forever freely. Because He died and was buried and God raised Him up again on Easter morning. Then God showed that it was accepted. All the things that He did, everything's freely paid. You can go free now. never know, Amen. can never think of that great day when he rose up and the angels Hallelujah. saw it. In the heavens of heavens, the angels sang the praises of God and Glory. rejoiced while the Old Testament saints in paradise shouted hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rising he justified. Praise. The heavens shook, the earth shook, paradise shook, and heaven shook. When that great voice come forth up from the grave, he arose. Rising, he justified. Freely forever. Oh, my. Then the saints that die in him can sing this. When we look at that amazing grace yonder, what he did. See, God's seal of endorsement. A little while and the world will see me no more. Yet you'll see me for I'll raised from the dead and be with you even Amen. in you to the end of the world as a confirmation and a verification that what God said is true and what I say is true. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I'll come in the form of the Holy Spirit. I will make my abode with you and live with you forever. Amen. Then the saints who has that resurrection hope in their heart can sing this song on that bright and cloudless morning when the dead in Christ shall rise. And the glory of his resurrection share. When his chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the sky. With the perfect assurance. With the seed of God. With the written receipt from God himself. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Amen. Oh, Oh, no wonder they said, living 
He loved me. Dying, He saved me. Buried, He carried my sins far away. Oh, rising, He justified freely forever. Sins are pardoned. All these sacrifices could have been mythical. All these sacrifices could have paled. But on Easter morning when he rose up, God proved that he accepted it. Amen. Wonder it brings the human heart to a hallelujah. No wonder it makes men stand in the face of death. Amen. Makes the people call those things which were not as though they were. Because why? Why he justified? How you know he's raised? Because he's risen in our hearts. Justified. Freely forever. Forty days later, when he was standing talking to his children, gravitation began to lose its hold. The works was finished. The penalty was paid. He had the receipt in his hand. It was God's receipt. Amen. He had the children, the church, the believers. All sin was conquered. The path was made clear. He could stay on earth no more. What holds us here? Gravitation. Amen. Gravitation began to break. It lost its grips. Why? It's all over then. What happened? He began to rise from the earth. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Come forth the uttering of his lips. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out evil spirits. They shall speak with new tongues. If they should take up serpents or drink deadly things, it shall not harm them. Amen. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. Because I live, gravitations broke away from me. Sin had a hold of for you. God proved it and gives a resurrection receipt. Amen. And because I live, you live also. Someday I will return. Someday is coming, oh glorious day. And one living, dying, buried, rising, coming, the hope of the church today. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. Someday He's coming. Oh, glorious day. What was it? Five things in five letters. J-E-S-U-S. Living He loved me. Dying He saved me. Buried He carried my sins far away. Rising He justified freely forever. Someday He's coming. Oh, glorious day. We're looking for His second coming. Some of these bright and cloudless mornings when the dead in Christ shall rise and the glory of that resurrection. Amen. When His chosen ones shall gather to their homes beyond the sky. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Wow, I've got the receipt. He rose. How do you know? He lives in my heart. He lives in the heart of His believing children. Thank you, friends. 
The pool will be ready just in a few moments with warm water for the baptismal service as soon as we return. Let us bow our heads just a minute. I wonder today if there be one in our midst, or many, who has not yet appreciated this sacrifice enough to accept it. And you would like to be remembered in prayer that God will speak strangely to your heart, that you will accept this sacrifice, the cleansing of your soul. And remember that today we celebrate just not a time to wear new hats and to wear new clothes, which is all right. It's a symbol of something new. God did something new, which is all right. It's not only that Easter doesn't mean that, or hunting Easter rabbits or bunny eggs and little white chickens and so forth. That isn't the happy brother. Easter is a triumph. It's a victory that God give over the earth, that he raised his own son from the dead. And whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The resurrection can be in your own life. If you haven't got it, would you raise your hand to him this morning while you have your heads bowed, saying, by this God remember me. That that resurrection life may it be had in my heart. Would you raise your hands and say, "Pray for me, Brother Brown," as I raise my hand. The Lord bless you. God bless you. Is there enough? Raise your hand. Say, "Pray for me, Brother." I want to accept this resurrection life. that when you lived there was never a life like yours 
dying, you were the only one who could die in that manner. When you was buried, you carried our sins far away. Having the sins of the people upon you, you took them to the sea of forgetfulness. But rising, you justified freely forever. And we stand today waiting for your coming. God bless them. Help us. We realize we don't have much more time. For it's just at the door. And any and one hour from now, according to the scientists, the nations could be no more. And we pray, God, as we stand this Easter morning upon the threshold of His coming, the hope of the church, many thousands are laying out in the dust of the earth waiting for that hour. Their souls are in the altar crying, How long, Lord, how long? I pray, God, that you'll speak to us and let us remember that no matter what we ever do here on earth, it's so little. And the only thing that we can do now is wait for your coming and tell everyone the message is urgent. May we get it to the people quickly that you may come at any time before these bombs that they're speaking of and these missiles that can be showers of thousands of them rain over the earth and one minute's time. Before that happens, you promise to come, Lord. Get your people. It'll be that way, Lord. So most any minute, there could be a resurrection or Easter for the church. A resurrection from this sinful life unto the life eternal through Christ. Hear our prayers. And today as we go on into other services, into the Sunday school teaching, oh Lord, speak again. And may many hearts be strangely warmed. And may they come by the dozens into this pool this morning, this Easter morning, to be buried with the Lord Jesus, accepting His sacrifice. No matter what church they belong to or what religious uh, sect they, they have fellowship with, that means nothing. But have they accepted that sacrifice? Are they confessing that they're not no good, that if Jesus was the only good one, and He died for us in our stead. And He took our sins and buried them. And we stand alone in Him. Our churches cannot bury our sins. Our own life cannot bury our sins. But Christ buried our sins in the sea of forgiveness. God grant now that these things will be glorious in thy sight. And tonight, Lord, may You come in the power of Your resurrection and shake this little place like it has never been shaken. May signs and wonders appear. Repeat it like it was a couple Sundays ago, Lord, when them sick and afflicted was so marvelously healed. We pray that it will be again tonight for your glory. Forgive us of our trespasses now, Lord, and may this be a real Easter for some of us. A real Easter for all of us. And some of those who have never known what the Easter blessings was. May it be today that Christ rises in their hearts. With a new hope, with a new life. Point them to Calvary. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I had this time of fellowship. How many of you love the Lord? Just raise up your hand. Oh my, that is wonderful. I hear you got the baby to be dedicated, Brother Mag, out. You'll be back for the Sunday school service, can you?
take, that'd be fine. So when we'll dedicate the babies and so forth at that time. If you don't mind, that's all right. And uh, so uh, now we're going to dismiss the audience for a few moments. So you can go to your places and have your breakfast and return back again. We're happy that you were here. And now let's just stand that same song that we had a few moments ago. On that bright and cloudy. How many's got that hope in them? Let's see you ready. Stand up.
and the everlasting covenant peace kept his promise, then we'll look coming and the tombstones will be falling backwards, and those that sleep in the dust of the earth shall arise to share the glory of the first Easter with he who made it possible our Lord. Thank you for that, Lord. I'm so glad, Lord, that hope lays in my bosom. I see my shoulders stooping, Lord, and age begin creeping up and I'm at the top of the hill looking over now. Lord, I'm so glad that hope burns within me. Someday, you'll come. I'm so glad that there's many here today that feels the same. I pray, Lord, that you'll give us a great day today. Forgiveness of all of our trespasses as we confess our wrongs. And confess that we are unworthy, but Christ's death, burial, resurrection, prove to us by your Spirit that's raised in our hearts, making us partakers of his resurrection. And we have the earnest of our resurrection in our hearts now. Because from sin, we have died. And we have entered into a new life. And have raised from the old things of the world to a new life. It's the earnest, the down payment. Oh, it's, it's the earnest of our resurrection. We're so happy to feel it and enjoy it among one another. These things we hold as great treasures of our hearts. Something that no money could buy. The world cannot run away because God gave it to us freely. As free as Christ died for it. Now we pray that you'll be with us this morning. Help us now to rest a few moments and return back. Give us a great following service. For we ask it in the name of him who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you now till we see you again in about at 9.30. Shake hands with one another and we'll see you in 9.30.